Welcome to the Able Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney. And today I have a really special guest, Catherine Emily. Catherine is an astrologer and creator on YouTube and Instagram, along with many other amazing things. She is actually someone I knew from high school. And I don't think we had many interactions in high school. No, I don't really remember high school, to be honest. <laughs> but I remember. Yeah. Right. Like two years ago, I saw a video that cast Catherine posted on Facebook all about astrology. And I want to say it was either about life path numbers or the planets and Zodiac signs. And I watched your video and it was right after I had Harper. So I was like in an emotional state and was just like, Oh my God, this is speaking to me. And then I found you on Instagram and you are my favorite person to follow on Instagram. Oh my gosh. Stop. I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, it's like, I have, you know, speaking of astrology, I have Chiron in my 10th house and Chiron is our deepest wound. Mm -hmm. So in the 10th house is our public reputation. So starting a YouTube channel was terrifying for me, even like this, doing a podcast, doing anything, even still years later Mm -hmm. is terrifying because with Chiron in my 10th house, I have this, like this fear that like people hate me and that nobody, and that anything I put out in the public won't be received well. And that like, I'm like a laughing stock. That was like my wound from forever. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's, it's whenever someone's like, Oh, I watch your videos. I'm like, even still, I'm like, Oh my God, like you like me. You really like me. Your videos are amazing. They are so good to watch and you have such a variety on your page. Like it's so awesome. Yeah. I, it's kind of morphed into like, I guess, well, as I became more into astrology and was like, mm-hmm. okay, I actually want to be an astrologer. It's not just a hobby. Now it's really gone more of the astrology route, but in the beginning, especially I felt like I was so just like, I just put it all out there. You yeah. know, like I was any vulnerable experience I'd ever been through. I was like, I'm just putting it all on the internet. Like, this is how I heal. And now yeah. I've kind of found like, and it's, you know, my content will always be spiritual related, but it has definitely gone more in the astrology route. But yeah, I, ironically, I'm filming on Sunday and I'm like going back to the old school. I'm doing like, I'm, well, I'm going to make a video about, um, like my drug and alcohol abuse, which that was like my old stuff, just like putting it all out there. And now I'm like, we're going back to it. And I haven't filmed in two months because I've been so busy with my, with my job in the matrix. Mm Mm-hmm who wants to have them. So I'm like, you know what? I'm coming back with a bang. I'm just, I'm just coming back and talking about it. So yeah. I love that. I love that. And I'm so excited to have you here because your story, I mean, I feel like you have so much that has happened in your life that has shaped you to be who you are. So I'm excited for you to share how you came to where you are today. So when you came to me, and like showed me, you know, like your podcast theme of people telling their stories. I was thinking to myself, like, okay, I have so many, like Mm -hmm. there's been so many things that have led me to where I am now. And that's how it is for everybody. 
But as I was like reflecting on it, it was just really sinking in. It was such a reminder that like everything, when you look back, everything in your life that you go through, the pain, the trauma, the weird twists and turns and all the times that you literally feel like your world is falling apart. It's all the path to your destiny. Like, and it makes you so grateful for everything crazy that's happened to you. Because if it, if it weren't for all those things, you would not be you, you Mm -hmm. know, like you, and I really do. It's just crazy to think about, you know? And so I was thinking about that, like, There's been so many things that if any of those things weren't in my story, they're all intertwined. They're all interconnected. And I can see now that like, it was leading me to my purpose, but there's so many things, you know, so many, but they're all interconnected. Like it's the wildest thing when you really think about it. So wild. I bet I've actually been thinking about that a lot lately too. Like reflecting on my life. I'm like healing teenage wounds right now, but like, I have been seeing spiders everywhere lately, just reminding me that like everything is connected, like so crazy. Like why that's actually crazy because I did a reading, a tarot reading for a client a couple days ago. And one of the, I think it was the first card that came out was, um, it was like a spider card and it was talking about everything being interconnected. And I, so I was just having this conversation in a reading like that right there. It's an interconnected synchronicity that we're supposed to be sitting here doing this. And I have to show you this right before we sat down, I pulled a Oracle card, like around the the energy around our, you know, encounter here. And I pulled the lost lands. It says soul memories and gifts. You've done this before. So I immediately was like, we've done this. You and I have connected in like past lives. Like, it's wild. So, isn't that wild? Like yeah. you've done this before. Like we've been here before we've had deep conversations before in like another dimension. In another That's amazing. Lifetime. <laughs> I, love I, know, that. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. That is so fun. And I feel like we chat all the time on DMS, but have never actually had a conversation. So I'm really excited about this. Yes. Like a deep dive. Yes. And you're the best person to have a deep dive with because you're a Scorpio. I know. I know. I was actually also thinking about that too, because you were telling me, I feel like we were talking about life path numbers one time and you were like, I'm an 11. I'm an, I'm a nine. I was going to say nine. Yep. I attract them. Well, and that's what you were telling me. You were telling me that. And Chris is an 11. And I was like, Oh, this is so interesting. Wait, you know what? Mom, my boyfriend is an 11 or is a nine and I'm an 11. But what's crazy about nine and 11 and why they go together so well is because 911 is the universal number of like healing. You know, who do you, you know, like 911. Yeah. So it's like the two of them together is a super powerful combination. It's wild. That is awesome. I did. And when you put them together, um, you know, nine and 11 is 20 which is a two. Yeah. So two is the number of like divine partnership and balance and, you know, relationships and wholeness. Really. I always think of two as being like such a whole number Mm because it's one, you know, it's two people that come together and like create one. So yeah, yeah, I love nine and 11 together. I love that. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Anyway, Anyway. we can talk about (laughs) numerology for days forever. Um, I would love for you to just kick off wherever you feel comfortable in your story and we can kind of go from there. Okay. 
I wrote, I was like, I gotta, I gotta plan this out because there's so many things yeah. to talk about. So I, when I was thinking about like, how did I get here? You know, yeah. how did I become a YouTuber? How did I become an astrologer? How did I, how did I become spiritual? Yeah. Because if you know, I mean, you went to high school with me. I mean, everyone was different uh, in high was school, not, but I mean, like when you right. look back, like it's just never, so crazy. Never in yeah. a million years would I have thought that I would be who I am today. I was like the ultimate party girl, mm-hmm. the wild girl, like, you know what I mean? And so how did I get here? And, you know, so like I was saying, everything is so interconnected. And so if we want to know how we got here, like we got to take it all the way back. And it all, as with everything, right? Like everyone's story stems from your childhood. And as a child, you know, like my mom is a big part of my story. Mm -hmm. How could she not be? Um, So when I was a child, my mom and I had like the most amazing, but confusing relationship. It was super, super codependent. And she was codependent with me, like Mm -hmm. more than like, it was obvious at the time. I didn't realize that. Right. Like, yeah, yeah there were no boundaries. She had no boundaries. I had no privacy. I had no control over my life. Like she was so overbearing, but she loved, she loved me so much. Mm -hmm. We were super codependent and, but she also had like anger issues. She didn't know how to deal with her emotions. I realize this now. Mm -hmm. So she would get so like, she would get crazy, like scream at me, be, get super angry. All of her anger was projected to me, not to my siblings, not to my dad. It was me. And so I, but then it was like, she was crazy and would scream at me and like tear me down. And then five minutes later, she would like, I love you. You're my best friend. It's that toxic, mm-hmm. toxic. And so that right there is like how I formed this like anxious attachment. Mm-hmm. And like this desperation, like, please love me. And I became accustomed to relationships that had my nervous system out, all out of whack. You know, like I didn't know calm. I didn't know stability. I didn't know consistency. So, you know, that was my whole life, that relationship with her. And she was just like, she was crazy. Seriously. She, she was crazy. And, but I loved her. We were best friends, but she was crazy. So then, you know, when I was 15, she got diagnosed with cancer and she was from day one. Like when she got diagnosed, she was like, I'm going to die. This is going to kill me. I'm going to die. She believed that. And I believe that that's actually what, what killed her. Mm -hmm. She believed that she was going to die. You know, I'm like super into Dr. Joe Dispenza now as an adult. Yeah. And I'm like, if only I had this material to give to give. her back then, mm-hmm. we didn't realize the correlation between our thoughts and our beliefs and the manifestation of our reality. Yeah. So she manifested her death basically, mm-hmm. you know, like she was, she believed she was going to die. And so like, ever since she got sick, I like never saw her laugh again, never saw her be happy, just like super depressed. And so then when I was 17 is when she passed away. But the last year that she was alive, I dropped out of high school and homeschooled myself. Mm -hmm. And because my dad worked all the time and my siblings were old enough to like be out of the house at this point. I think Mm -hmm. both of them were. So I would take her to all of her doctor's appointments. So I would go to chemo with her and chemo. You have to sit there for eight hours. It's an all day thing. And I would go to her doctor with her and her chemo with her. And so we were just, again, like attached at the hip, no boundaries attached at the hip. And she would, 
like confide in me. Like she just put so much, such a burden on me. Cause she would tell me like, you know, I can talk to you about my sickness. I can't talk to your dad. Cause he gets like so upset and cries. I can't talk to your siblings. They check out, they cry. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, so the baby of the family takes it all. Like you're going to tell and still like- a child. Like you were 17. Like that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, it, it was, yeah. And I felt like, okay, well, I've got to like hold it together for you mm-hmm. then. Like she was, she was so depressed and just like put it all on me and I'll take it, you know, like somebody had mm-hmm. to be there for you. So when she, when she died though, because she was, she controlled my whole life, mm-hmm. everything I never did. I, and it backfired because I never learned how to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Never once. I was never taught how to do anything when it comes to just like being a human in the world. I didn't know how to take care of myself. So when she died, that was like, it coincided with uh, the North, my North node, my, my nodes returning because the, no- the nodes will return every like around 18 years, 17 and a half years. I was 17 and a half. So my North node and South node came back and that was when she died. Wow. And you're, and the nodes of our course, our destiny, they Mm -hmm. completely change our path to our destiny. So when she died, I was like, what the hell? Like, what do I do? I'll never forget. It was not long after she died because she did everything for me. So if I had to go to the dentist every six months, she made my appointments. Right. Mm -hmm. So my dad came to me, my dad is like great, but like very hands off. So he came to me like not long after she died. And he was like, it's time for you to go to the dentist. Like, here's the phone number for the dentist call and make an appointment. I literally had like a panic attack Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. how to pick up a phone and like make an appointment. And I was terrified. I that can was, totally relate to that. I was <laughs> terrified. So yes. Yeah. And I, and it's such a little thing, like call the dentist and make your own appointment. You're 17, make your dentist appointment. And I yeah. panicked. I like, couldn't do it because I was like, I don't know how to do anything myself. I didn't know how I literally was like, what do you, what do you say when they answer the phone? Like, mm-hmm. that's how lost I was. I didn't know how to do anything. I didn't know anything about money, budgeting money. I didn't know anything about being like a productive member of society. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to do anything. And so I was lost. And that's how I always describe my life up until my spiritual awakening, which we're getting there. I was lost. Yeah. My whole life. I was like, so directionless, like mo. And I felt like and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way and you mm-hmm. just think it's only you, but like, I would look around, you know, now it's like graduating high school and I'm like, people are going to college. Mm-hmm. People know what they want to do with their life. I got nothing. I have no idea. There was nothing that interested me. There was, I was like, I can't even go to college. Like, what would I study? Like, I was a terrible student. I was like an F student forever forever. Even from a young age, I like failed everything. I didn't understand like homework. I like couldn't grasp it. I, and I always felt like, why am I doing this? Like it seemed Mm -hmm. school to me was like, I don't belong here. I don't belong here, but I felt like such a failure because of it because everyone else is like my, my, my dad was a high school teacher and I was a student. Yes. Oh my God. That's wild isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like in school was just so not my thing. And I just, I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know why I was there. It didn't make any sense to me. 
But now I look back and realize that was it was supposed to be that way. I was never mm-hmm. supposed to go off to college and become a doctor. I was never yeah. supposed to have a normal job. I was never supposed to do any of that. Mm-hmm. But at the time I just felt like a failure. So I was like lost, directionless, didn't know what I wanted to do. I really didn't feel like I had any skills. The only skills that I thought I had was like, well, I can charm people with my personality. <laughs> like I, I'm a sociable person. Like, so I literally, like I was so lost that I was like, I'm just gonna have to like fake it till I make it and just like get some job. You know, I got into retail, mm-hmm. you know, retail girl, like didn't know what I was doing. And then right around, it was when my mom was sick, but it got really bad once she had passed. That was when I became a raging alcoholic. I was completely out of control um, and doing drugs. Like I was Mm-hmm. 16, 17, 18, like ecstasy all the time. Like if you give it to me, I'll take it. If there's liquor, like, and I, and I was like a blackout drunk every single day, blackout drunk. Don't remember where I went. Don't remember what I did. Don't remember anything. Yeah. And it was really bad. Like I was so out of control. And so that didn't help me. Like form a stable life for myself. I didn't, I, I was like a distraction. It was like pushing everything down. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just like that, that was a whole thing. And I was, I sent myself to rehab twice, which I always was like proud of myself for, because I was like, I wasn't court ordered to be here. I, there Mm -hmm. wasn't an intervention. I knew that like I was going down a dark path. I, yeah. it was, I, I wasn't even going down. I was in the darkness. Like I, yeah, I was yeah. the darkness. So yeah, I was, a, I was a really bad alcoholic. And then that just carried on until like my early twenties, I was out of control. I, I was literally blacked out every single day of like the whole year. I got like hammered hammered at my grandma's like 90th birthday party. I used to wake up in hotels and like not know how I got there. Mm -hmm. I, it it was crazy. It was out of control and nobody knew how bad it was. People knew that I was like the party girl and that I Mm -hmm. drank a lot. Nobody knew the extent of like the drugs I was doing. Like if I could get my hands on it, I would do it. I didn't care what it was. I made friends with people who, and I, I literally, cause I have this like theory that when you are addicted to drugs, that you are possessed by some sort of like demonic dark entity. You are not in your body. Like I was not my, I literally felt like I had sold my soul to the devil. I was, I had no moral compass. Mm -hmm. Like if I could sleep with you for drugs, thanks. Sure. If that's what I got to do, you know, like anything, I was just completely out of control. And I was the biggest liar, which most addicts, mm-hmm. you know, you have to lie. Yeah. yeah. I could look you dead in the eyes and just lie about anything about big stuff, about little stuff. I lived a lie. Mm-hmm. And, but then like, I tried to portray it like, Oh, I'm just a fun party girl. No, I'm like a demon. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I, I'm like not. Oh my God. Okay. I was completely unhinged. Um, and so I started to like, I set myself to rehab and then like busted Did out any of, of those times work or no rehab? rehab. Yeah. No, the first, so actually the first time I stayed for one day Yeah. and then the next day I 
laughed against medical advice, obviously, yeah. Yeah. but because, but because I voluntarily put myself there, I could voluntarily take myself out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't forced to stay there. I wasn't going to go to jail. So I was like, screw it. The second time I went, I stayed, I, I left before I was supposed to. So I left against medical advice, but I had stayed for like 20 something days. I almost finished. Oh, wow. And I went into one of the counselor's office at like two in the morning and I sat down and I was like, I'm ready to go. Like I'm healed and I'm not an addict anymore and I'm ready to go. So I would like to leave. And he was like, well, you can't leave at 3 a.m. So why don't you just go to sleep and we'll talk about it tomorrow. And the next day I was like, I'm leaving. Just left. And so, yeah, but see at the time though, I was delusional. I really Mm -hmm. thought that like I was healed. I've been sober for 22 days or whatever. Yeah. And I went right back out there. I ended up dating a guy from the rehab who was, and we just were wild. Like, and then it got even worse. Now it's like cocaine. Well, I had already been doing cocaine, but it was like, I was hanging out with the wrong people. Yeah. And just out of control. But then I started to go, there were many times that I would go to AA and I would be sober for like 60 days, 90 days. And then I would relapse. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like, it was just, it was a vicious cycle. And actually what ended up working for me was not AA. Um, and I know that it does work. And so Mm -hmm. I don't want to like steer people away from it, but I want people to know that it's not the answer for everybody because the reason it didn't work for me is because when you're in like AA or NA, you count every day that you're sober. That is what backfired because I, you put so much pressure on it. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm seven days sober. Okay. I'm 10 days sober. I'm 12 so much pressure. It, I, I literally made myself anxious. Cause I was like, I got to hit 90 days. I got to hit 90 days. Like what yeah. worked, what ended up working for me was just like letting go of that. Like, I don't have to count every second that I'm sober. I don't have to have a sober tracker on my phone. I don't mm-hmm. have to obsess over it because then if you do relapse, then you're like, you hate yourself. Mm-hmm. And now you got to start over. Now it's day one that I'm sober. That cycle alone was just like vicious for me. Yeah. So what ended up happening? Well, now in the middle of all of this, in the middle of my mom dies, I'm an alcoholic, a drug addict, in and out of rehab, this whole time, toxic relationships. I was mimicking yeah. the relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. So I had an anxious attachment. So when you're an anxious attachment, you tend to go for avoidant attachment people. You go for people that are not going to give you the love and the attention that you literally like physically need. Mm -hmm. So I was always dating people that I had no business dating. If you were mentally and emotionally abusive and controlling and maybe even physically abusive, like you were my type. So Mm -hmm. it was just a one relationship after another, after another, after another of just like toxicity. Um, and then I started to kind of get my, like, I was still partying and I was still drinking and I was still kind of like dabbling with drugs, but I started to calm down because now what's interesting about this though, is I, I couldn't tell you what got me to calm down. There wasn't like a certain thing. I honestly think that it was God. Like I, because of what ended up happening not long after I started to kind of get my act together and I don't know why. And then I ended up in a relationship with 
a guy who was a complete narcissist. I have a whole video on this. On yeah. I was going to say, is that your video? Yeah. It, it's the best performing video on my channel. Like I, and it was, and ironically, it's so it was, vulnerable. It's so vulnerable and real. I was so scared to post yeah. that. I was so terrified, but the things that we're scared to do are always the best decisions we ever make. So I ended up in this super, super toxic relationship. And it was like, I had been in unhealthy relationships before, but this was different. Like I, again, felt like I was possessed by like some dark entity. I was not myself. Um, and I was just, I mean, I don't even want to like give attention to him, you know, because like, it's so gross and disgusting, but basically like any ounce of self-worth that I had any ounce of confidence or like belief in myself that I could be anything or amount to anything was just like gone. I literally, and now at this point I'm 25, 26 and still I'm like working retail, have no passions. I had no hobbies. People would ask me like, Oh, what do you do for fun? I didn't have an answer. Mm-hmm. And I would always feel like shit because I was like, I just don't have a hobby. Like there's nothing I even enjoy about life. Like I like to work. I always loved to work. I was always ambitious. My son is in the 10th house. So yeah. that was like the one thing I had. And I would lean on that. Like, well, I'm a really good employee, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. I, I love to work. I'm passionate about my job. And like, I, so like, I, I just, I had still at age 26, no direction, no nothing. And so I really tried to find validation through other people. Mm-hmm. Obviously Libra rising. I would always try and find validation through other people and find my worth through other people. So like this guy that I dated, he, he was stable. He was successful. He was an unhealthy individual, but he gave mm-hmm. me a sense of like stability. And I used to think to myself, like, should I just ride this out? Like I'm homeless basically. If I don't, like I had moved mm-hmm. in with him and I was like, I have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. I wasn't financially stable enough to even provide for myself age 26. And it was so like miserable because I would just compare myself to everybody. Like everyone I know is like, you know, a homeowner, they're married. Yeah. They have these great jobs. They have these college degrees. And I'm, I'm like, in I'm, the Illinois suburbs is like getting married at like 24. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, I just felt like I had nothing. Like I, if I didn't like, and, and I would do that. I would like get into these relationships just so I could like have some sort of stability, like something. Cause I had none. I literally couldn't take care of myself because still at this point, like I've not figured out how to adult. I or still like don't heal know. that old trauma. Like your head is still there. Yes. I am still that little child. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. a child, like literally. And so when I was dating this narcissistic individual, um, you know, like narcissists tear you down and break you down. And just, and like I said, any ounce of self-esteem you have, it's Mm -hmm. gone. And so then you're trapped, you're trapped because you don't, you don't have the strength. You don't even have like the hope that you can go be on your own and be okay and take care of yourself. But what I love about narcissists (laughs) is that, yeah, this is what I love about them. They will eventually push you to the point of an awakening because they tear, like he tore me down so bad for 
it was like a year and a half. It felt like a, a lifetime. It literally felt like a lifetime, but it eventually got to the point where something clicked one day where the smoke cleared mm-hmm. and the veil fell from my eyes. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, like you're tearing me down because you actually see my potential. Like it was literally like God was showing me the truth. Like this guy's destroying you because he sees your greatness. Like, what don't you get about that? Like, wake up. Like you're, you're the prize here. Like he is trying to destroy you to make himself feel better. Like, and I was just like, oh my God, like I, I I see it now. And it literally caused this, like, it caused like a miniature awakening for me where I still felt like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going. I'm terrified of the future, but like, I'm supposed to be doing something different than this. I'm not supposed to be here right now. And so when I was trying to get out of the relationship, because I, I had to like, I felt like I had to sneak out of the relationship because if I Mm -hmm. just said, you know what, this isn't working. I'm going to pack my stuff and go. No, that wasn't going to work. You have to fight your way out of these relationships. So once like the smoke had cleared and I was like, I'm getting out, I was living with him. So Mm -hmm. for there, there was like a couple month period where I was like, okay, I need to save money and I need to like figure out a plan. Yeah. Yeah. And in that time, something, I couldn't tell you what it, again, God had led me to astrology now and tarot cards. Now I had always been intrigued with astrology and it's funny because everything's interconnected as we've talked about, like there were hints my whole life that like a strut. Oh yes. So one of the ones that sticks out to me the most, and I can see it in my head, my mom was not into astrology, but she was not to the extent that I am. She never went past like, I'm a Pisces. She was a Pisces. Mm -hmm. She knew she was a Pisces. She would check her horoscope. Now, back in those days, we didn't have the astrology resources we have now. The only way you looked at your horoscope was like, if you went into the back of a magazine mm-hmm. or you had to go sit at the family computer that everybody shared. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and you have to go to horoscopes.com God, those and were the pull, up, pull up your horoscope. It's simpler times. Yeah. And so she, I, I can see it in my head. I can see her sitting like at my house. Wait, that's on crazy. The computer. And she would look up her horoscope and like, there's one time specifically that sticks out in my mind. And I really thought nothing of it. It was in one year, out one other. We never discussed astrology. She never, nothing. All I know was she used to go to horoscope.com and look at her horoscope. And just having that memory too. And looking back, it's like a core memory for a reason. Why do I remember that of all things? And like, I remember one day she's sitting at the computer and she was like going to make a a big purchase. And she was like, I don't know. Horoscopes.com says I shouldn't spend money today. Like, oh my God. And she was like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm torn. Like, oh my God, I love that. I have those memories. And so there was all these little clues. And I always knew I was a cancer and I always knew that cancers were known to be psychic. So I would Mm -hmm. always be like, I'm psychic. When I was in um, sixth grade, you want to talk about the laughing stock of the, of the school in sixth grade, I came to school with the, with the word, witch written on my knuckles. I wrote I witch. That. 
And I sat there at the table with like my knuckles out and people, I mean, hello, you remember our school. Like they were like, who is this freak? And I was like, I'm a psychic witch. Like I'm actually a witch, which is crazy because that is wild in sixth grade. (laughs) Sixth grade. And I wasn't doing any sort of spells or anything. And now here I am, age 31, an actual witch. I'm I'm I I am a witch. I was a witch then. I'm a witch now. It was just part of my it's my soul. Yeah. So all these little all these little clues. So where was I going with this? Oh, so my narcissistic relationship. So I started getting into astrology now. I, but I don't know why it was just like, God led me here. Mm-hmm. My destined, my destined path led me here. And so I ended up, and it's funny because the details are so fuzzy. Like, I don't remember what website I went to, or I don't remember any mm-hmm. of that. I just remember I somehow found myself on a birth chart calculator And I put in my birth time and I was, saw my birth chart and I was like, what the hell is all this? Like, I thought I was just a cancer. I didn't know. So this was only now keep in mind, I was 26. This was only five years ago when I discovered what a moon sign was. And when I saw, I started, because I'm a Pisces moon. So I started reading about it. My jaw hit the floor because it was the first time ever ever in my whole life where I felt validated and seen. I was like somewhere, someone out there, whoever wrote this, they know me. Mm -hmm. Like all of these things I'm reading are the things that I've felt, but could never put into words. Mm -hmm. Like I'm reading my soul and I was mind blown. And I was like, there's so much to learn here. I don't even know where to begin. Like, I don't even know. I just know I'm a Pisces moon and this makes sense. And I feel something. And you know what it really was? I feel like at a soul level, it was like a remembrance. Like, I really felt like, uh, just like our card, I really felt like I've been here before. Like, even though I don't know anything about astrology, I've just learned what a moon sign is. I don't know what any of this means. I feel like in my soul, I understand this. Yeah. Like I, you knew it was familiar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was familiar. I've learned this before. I've done this before, but I was very in and out and I wasn't like super into it. I think, cause I was just overwhelmed with how much there was to learn. And then when I finally, and, and, and I also too, I felt lost in my life, but then I felt lost in this relationship. So I started, I Mm -hmm. like bought a tarot deck Mm -hmm. and I started just like, you know, I would ask a question and pull a card and I didn't know what it meant. And I would have to look in the Mm -hmm. book and I just, Mm -hmm. And I like remember pulling like the devil energy and I was like, this is my life. Like this is my relationship. And so I was just like dabbling in and out. Um, But then, so that was like a little miniature awakening I had. Um, Mm -hmm. Now at this point, I'm, I'm not like an alcoholic and drug addict anymore, but I was still, you know, socially drinking. I had it under control. I had Mm -hmm. it under control. And, um, But what I did while I was in this really unhealthy relationship, I couldn't seem to figure out why in the world I was depressed and anxious. Couldn't figure out why. So I went to the doctor and got put on antidepressants and Adderall and thought that this was going to cure me. Now it's funny because I look back now and I'm like, you were surrounded by negativity. That's why yeah. you're depressed and anxious. There, you're, yeah. you're not sick. Well, because you're a huge empath too. Like you, he, oh, grab yeah. everyone else's energy. Yeah. yeah, and narcissists and empaths is mm-hmm. is a love story that will live on forever. Yeah. Like that'll always be a dynamic. Totally. So I, 
I ended up staying on the medication after we had broken up and I moved on and moved on with my life. But then now this was when it's so weird because it's like, little did I know I was about to go through a spiritual awakening. I didn't know Mm -hmm. that, but there were these clues. Again, it was like, God was leading me, like getting closer to this moment of awakening. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know what was about to happen, but like God did. Mm -hmm. So I decided I wanted to get off of the medication and I, and I was on like a low dose, you Mm -hmm. know, like a starter dose. I was only on it for a year and a half. And I, went to the doctor and I told her I wanted to get off of it. And she showed me like the proper way to do it and wean myself off and blah, blah, blah. And the star is aligned one day because the day it was a Friday, that was the day that I was supposed to take my final dose, like my final half of a pill. Mm -hmm. And it happened to coincide with the exact same day that my Adderall prescription would get renewed. So I was going to stop think I'm, I'm not thinking anything. I'm living my life. I'm going about my life as normal. Everything is normal. I stopped taking my Lexapro and I go to get my like Adderall prescription and they wouldn't give it to me because it had been a year. How crazy is this? It had been a year that I had been on it. And after a year, you have to get like the authorization again. Oh, like the doctor's note or whatever. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that. So it was oh delayed and I couldn't get my Adderall. So <gasps> the, the day that I stopped taking the medicine, I also cold Turkey stopped taking Adderall and it was a shock to my system. Yeah, And I'm not even kidding you literally like that. And I know that everyone's experience with antidepressants is different. So my situation is like unique to me. I'm super, super sensitive, by the way, this is important to note. I'm super sensitive to anything I put in my body. My Pisces moon is in my sixth house of health and Pisces is like super, you know, like touchy feely Mm -hmm. and like delusional. So I will literally get sick from like Advil. So I stopped taking both of my medications on the same day and I'm, it all just exploded. I sunk. Well, what actually happened was I started to get really angry. I was getting really irritated and I didn't know why you know, maybe because I'm not taking all these medications, (laughs) I started getting really irritated. And I remember my phone wasn't working. Like my service was crappy, probably because I had sprint, not for any other reason. It was just, my phone wasn't working for like an hour. Yeah. I got so frustrated that I started screaming, crying. I drove to the sprint store screaming, crying. Cause like, how crazy is this? Because my phone wasn't working. Yeah. Like totally irrational, totally irrational. I went to the Sprint store. I'm like screaming at the guy at the Sprint store. I'm driving home and I was with someone. Somebody was with me and I made them drive my car. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. I throw my phone. It hits my windshield, cracks my windshield. I jump out of the car basically while it's still moving. I'm in a parking lot. It's the middle of the day. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. I literally felt like I was having a complete mental breakdown because of my phone. Mm -hmm. So I get back home and I'm exhausted and I go to sleep and I wake up the next day and it's Saturday. I was in, I've never in my life experienced a depression like that. I couldn't stop crying. I called my boss and said, I have to quit my job. I have to go to an insane asylum and I have to move back home with my dad and I can't function. 
I'm telling my boss this and like, luckily oh she, we have a good relationship and I, you know, she, her moon is in Scorpio. So like, I can trust her with these things, but yeah. like, and she, so she's worried about me Yeah, and I was having a full blown mental breakdown. I literally felt it dark. It was a dark night of the soul. Yeah. I felt like I was soulless. Like my heart was shattered. I was numb. I couldn't even feel anything, but I was so depressed. And it was so crazy too. Cause I remember it was really gloomy and it thunderstormed the whole day wow. just adds on to it. Just adds yeah. on to my depression. And I ended up sleeping until the next day. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the three worst days of my life, literally that was the worst weekend of my life. Oh my God. I like it was worse, worse than experiencing like somebody dying. Cause I that felt like I crazy. was crazy. Well, like your terrifying. body was flushing out, like everything you were going through. Yep. Full blown mental breakdown. It was the only time in my whole life, no matter how depressed I ever was, it was the only time in my whole life where I was like, should I just, should I just like end it? Oh my like God. I was, I wasn't serious. I wasn't serious. Yeah. I wasn't going to do it. But it was yeah. the first time where I ever thought, where I ever thought like, what am I here for? What the yeah. hell am I doing? I can't, because I didn't know how, I, I could not understand how do I recover from this? Like, yeah. I've just said, I have to quit my job. I've just, I, I've just destroyed everything. And I don't know how I'm ever going to climb out of this. Well, would you believe <laughs> Monday morning? And my, my boss is trying to get a hold of me. I'm not answering the phone. Yeah. I wouldn't answer the phone. If somebody tried to contact, didn't answer the phone for three days, would not nothing. Wow. So I woke up on Monday morning and it was the craziest thing I had literally ever experienced. I woke up and I looked out the window and the sun was shining and all of the colors were more vibrant. Like every, my senses were heightened. I was looking out the window at the trees and like seeing the trees sway and I, I felt like I could see just like the intricate design of like the leaves and they were so green and they were swaying. And I noticed like the birds chirping and like looking at the little animals outside and like the wind blowing. I was noticing all these little things that you just don't pay attention to most of the yeah. time, you know? And I felt, I literally felt different. I mm -hmm. couldn't, I didn't even know how to explain it. I felt different. And I remember saying to myself, like, I don't know how. I'm going to do this. I don't know what is going to happen, but like, I just feel like everything's going to be okay. Like overnight, That's amazing overnight. And it, if it weren't for like, now let's retrace our steps. If it weren't for my relationship with my mom being anxious, I was an anxious attachment. I ended up in these toxic relationships. If it weren't for that toxic relationship, I would have never been on these medications. If I would have never been on these medications, I would have never had that mental breakdown, which literally led to my spiritual awakening. Yeah. None of it would have happened yeah. if it weren't for everything that happened. Yeah. And I woke up the next, that next day. And I was just like, something's different. Something has shifted in me. And then things started to get really <laughs> weird. Suddenly everywhere I go, everywhere. And, and now this had been happening, I'm sure, but I never noticed it everywhere. I go the clock, 11, 11, two, 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 these numbers. And they're sticking out to me. And I'm like, what is up with this? I ended up somehow finding something about life path numbers. And mm -hmm. I looked up my life path number and I was like, I'm a life path 11. And I keep seeing the number 11 and this makes so much sense. And what is going on? And I just, all of these like mystical 
weird things. Like I would think something and then I would go to the gas station and somebody would say what I just said. And it was so heightened. Like, you know, you see synchronicities all the time, but this was like on another level, something had changed. There was some, something was going on. And I was just like, this is so bizarre, but this means something like this is leading me somewhere. I started to look at like, I, I, something would pop in my head. Like my girlfriend and I had gone to, um, this is now, this is so weird. This is so weird that I'm telling this too. My girlfriend and I had gone to a Chris Brown concert right before my spiritual awakening. And I thought this is going to be my, like, it's going to bring me back to life, whatever. (laughs) And then I fast forward, I somehow like find out I'm a life path 11. And then I hear this voice that says like, go, go back to the Chris Brown concert. So I like go back to the day of the concert and I add up the date of the concert and it adds up to a number 11. And then I'm like, I wonder what Chris Brown's life path number is. He's a life path 11. I, oh I wonder, God. yeah, all of these weird things. All, it's all interconnected, all these weird things. It was everywhere I turned and like something in my head would say, just look into this. And I would add up the numbers and it would be 11 or yeah. look at this person's Zodiac sign. They would be a cancer, like all of these weird things. And it was just like, I knew it meant something. So I was like, I've got to figure out what's going on with the astrology stuff. Yeah. So I looked at my birth chart again. I like, now I'm revisiting, I'm back at my birth chart and I'm just pouring through it. Like I became so obsessed. Was this just like one night you sitting down and like going through it all? Um, well, it started as one night and then it went into about three months. Yeah three months, I didn't leave the house aside to go to work. I would yeah. come back and any spiritual topic, I was diving into it. Numerology, astrology. I started meditating. I would meditate for like two hours Oh my and, gosh. and I would go and I had the most mystical experiences. Yeah. I started seeing things like uh, this is when I started to like, I would see spirits out the corner of my eye. I started mm-hmm. to see my mom's cat. My, that's oh my gosh. Not, not alive, but it was her like best friend. I would see yeah. her cat. I would literally see her cat running through my apartment. I would close my eyes and I would see beings. I would see spirits. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know what's happening to me. But of course, when you find yourself on a spiritual path, the answers get revealed to you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go looking. It comes to you. So I started to learn about like the third eye and the chakra system and, you know, all of these things and law of attraction and, you know, manifestation and just all these things. And I started one of the craziest things that was so life-changing was once I went through that awakening, what became really apparent to me was the voice in my own head that I had never noticed before. So I would catch myself and it was so, I remember being like, God, I really am the culprit. I really am the reason my life is in shambles (laughs) because all day long, I would catch myself talking shit to myself. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I would catch myself being like, well, somebody's going to judge me if I post this, you know, on yeah, social yeah. media. I never noticed it before. I would catch myself just this negative, just conversation, this imposter in my mind. And I, it became really apparent to me. And I was like, now that I know this, like now that I'm realizing this, I have to change it. Mm-hmm. Like I have to change my thoughts. and things just started to really like fall into place. And I was still very, I I was obsessed with spirituality, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm glad that I have moved out of that stage. I think that happens when you go through an awakening, you become obsessed with spirituality, but it was unhealthy because I was like, I don't want to be on earth. I don't want to do this. 
I don't want to have a job. I can't do this. Like, I don't even want to be here. I want to go back to wherever I came from. Like I'm not from this world. And I, I was completely disconnected from reality. Mm -hmm. Um, but then let's see. I mean, so that was like, I was like 27, 28. Then my Saturn return happened. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Yes. My Saturn return happened. And now what's so interesting is that I don't, I was learning about these big transits as I was starting to go through them. Cause I'm learning Mm -hmm. astrology, like right before I'm about to go through my Saturn return. So I'm like learning about it while it's about to happen to me, which was really interesting. But when I went through my Saturn return, um, right around this time, the North and South node were in Gemini and Sagittarius. Now this is interesting because Gemini is the ruler of my ninth house, which rules higher education and like Mm -hmm. higher learning and studying and philosophy and astrology kind of falls into the ninth house as well. And the North node was transiting my ninth house while I was basically going through or about to go through, I believe. Yeah. I was about to go through my Saturn return in maybe like a year. I don't remember the exact dates of it all. Um, but you feel your Saturn return before it happens. You feel it for like a year or two. Yeah, yeah. And, um, once I started going through my Saturn return, something clicked in my head again, it just clicked one day where I was like, this is not a hobby. I want to be an astrologer because people mm-hmm. kept coming to me. And at this point I had started my YouTube channel, but I had Mm -hmm. like barely any subscribers, you know, like I still didn't really know a lot about astrology and I give myself props, the balls I had to go out there knowing what I know about astrology. Now I deleted my first video ever because I was too embarrassed because I was like, (laughs) this is not the correct information. Like you don't know what you're talking about. Like you're telling people to download CoStar, delete this app. Like get off. Yes. Yes. I didn't know, but I, believed in it. I believed yeah. in myself and I, I really felt like this is my purpose. I'm doing it. So I, um, yeah. So I started taking astrology really seriously. And of course, then I'm, I'm looking at my birth chart and I'm like, but this makes so much sense because the North node is transiting my ninth house of like studying astrology. Like this makes so much sense. So I self-taught myself for a long time. Um, but for me, I really needed a teacher. Because mm-hmm. it's not easy to understand astrology when you're just like cherry picking and Googling and like reading things from books. I needed, and also I probably needed it to help my own confidence. I needed an astrologer to explain it to me so I could say, okay, I'm doing this right. Or, okay, I'm doing this wrong. And like, I needed that validation. So I ended up enrolling in a astrology course. Um, her name is Heather Eland. She's an astrologer on YouTube. She's been an astrologer for an astrology teacher for like a decade. Um, Mm -hmm. and she has a school, it's an eight month long, super extensive astrology course where she starts. Oh, it's incredible. I recommend it to anybody. Um, and it, it's like affordable. I think her price has gone up because I was, I only, I did it like her second year of her, like she calls it the cosmic Academy of astrology. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was so worth it. It was eight months long. She started at the very beginning and she went all the, I mean, through absolutely everything. And then towards the end of the course, she even, kind of like teaches you like how to start your own astrology business and like how to be, you know, have integrity in your astrology practice and a lot of things that you're just not going to get from Googling what it means when the moon is in cancer, you know, like, so, so I started doing that. And so I was like, how crazy my Saturn return, you know, a lot of people go back to school during their Saturn return. Here I am Saturn Mm -hmm. return. I'm in school. But what was so amazing to me. And I remember being like, 
when I found out that she had this school and she was like open enrollment, I, my intuition, that calm knowing of like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like Mm -hmm. without even thinking about it, I was like, I'm signing up for this course. This is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And I remember thinking to myself, like, this is why school never made sense to me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't supposed to go to that school. I was supposed yeah. to go to astrology school, Yeah, but, but I, I was never, it, that was always my plan. And so like, I, I, I want people to know, especially like young people, if you don't know what you want to do when you're 20 years old, it's because you're not supposed to know right now. You will yeah. know when the time is right. It, it took me age 29 is when I realized I want to be an astrologer. You know, I want to have my own astrology business mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, I really put myself down for so long, for so many years thinking I was a failure when really the path was being revealed to me. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been led to astrology if it weren't for all the traumatic things that I went through, because then I realized how powerful of a tool it is to help people and to help people understand their trauma. And why did this happen? And how do I work with this energy? And what are my strengths? And, you know, like astrology just explains, it's so great for understanding the self. Like, I know, you know, this it's yeah life-changing. And so I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to teach people about astrology and to help people navigate their life. And really for me, astrology is about, it's that remembering. It's that remembering that I felt when I discovered that I was a Pisces moon. Mm -hmm. I like, it's remembering who you really are like at a soul level and remembering what you came here to do and just remembering your magic. Right. Like we're like, we're so hard on ourselves when really like your birth chart will show you how to become your best self. You know, like it shows you that all of the challenges that you've been through are for a reason. They're part of your purpose. You're not just unlucky, you know, like you aren't broken. You're not just mentally ill. No, like Mm -hmm. all of these things are for a reason. So like, and, and then what was so crazy is as I was starting to really understand astrology and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I, I really get it now. So I'm going to revisit my birth chart again. And I'm going to look at it from the view of somebody that understands astrology. And it's so crazy because my birth chart is just flooded with indicators of someone who would, if I was giving an astrology reading to somebody else, I would, if I was looking at my own chart, I would say that like a great career path for you would be some sort of spiritual you know, industry or, you know, like even astrology, there's indicators of someone who could be an astrologer in my chart. You know, I have a trine between my sun and my moon in my career houses. Um, My Pisces moon is in the sixth house of work. Pisces is spirituality, like, Mm -hmm. and it's in a sextile to Uranus, which is the planet that rules astrology. And every, like, as I'm going through my chart, I'm just like, this is so crazy because there's so many indicators that this is what I, I meant to do, but I would have never like how I I don't even know how to explain it. I guess it was kind of like seeing that was like, okay, I actually did follow the path that I was Mm -hmm. meant to follow, but the whole ride here, I thought I was lost. Mm -hmm. And now I'm looking at this validation that this is exactly where I was supposed to go. And I had no idea. Like I was just, I was just living my life and now I'm here. And I, this is what I was always supposed to do. Yeah, It's just wild. That is so crazy. And now here we are. And, you know, now I mean, like, I'm just such a different human than I once was like, and I feel like I've had a million lifetimes 
in this one lifetime. Like, I feel like the lifetime where my mom was alive was its own lifetime. I literally feel like she's been gone for a lifetime. Yeah. Even though she's still, I'm still super close with her in a yeah. different way. Yeah. That feels like a different lifetime. My drug and alcohol abuse feels like a different lifetime. All of my unhealthy relationships, like different lifetime. Like yeah. it's, and so it just goes to show like you can rebuild yourself from nothing over and over and over again. Like, and astrology Absolutely. can help you figure out how to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my God. Astrology is just so cool. Like I, I am ne- by no means as educated as you are. I am totally someone who Googles everything, but even like the transits when they're happening, like looking into it and how it affects like my mood and what's happening in my life is just wild. Mm -hmm. It is so crazy. That, that is the crazy thing about astrology. Like once you start to look and pay attention and like correlate it to the events in your life, Mm -hmm. the magic is undeniable. It's undeniable. You really can't even dispute it. It's absolutely insane. Like the timing of things and it's just, it's crazy. And I love astrology because you can use it for so many different things. You know, you can use it for the predictive aspect of figuring out like when is the best time to, you know, purchase a home? When is the best time to make a career change? You know, stuff like that. But for me, I really use it more for like the psychological Mm -hmm. part, you know, for understanding myself and understanding others. And something I always like tell people is that, one of the greatest things astrology has done for me in my personal relationships is it really has helped me to accept and appreciate people for who they are. Mm-hmm. Like we so often, because everything is, we see everything through our own lens, you know, mm-hmm. and our own life experiences. And so like, we'll get so frustrated with other people's behavior because it's not what we want them to do. But yeah. if you look at their chart and you understand their chart, Rather than like getting offended by what somebody does, I'm always like, well, well, you would do that. You know, you would do that. You're being, yourself. that's amazing. You're a great person. <laughs> like, uh, seriously, like I understand why you did that and I can appreciate it. Like, you know, it just in so, I mean, astrology is just, it's my life. Yeah. It's like, I navigate life through the lens of astrology. So yeah. I just watching people interact and be their birth chart. I'm like, I just appreciate that so much about you. Like, I can't even get mad at you because you would do that, you know? It gives you like a whole different lens to like see the world in. Yes. You can see things from that person's point of view. Like you can understand who they are and why they do the things that they do. And it also helps you too, to, I mean, I think that in it's 2022, if you are in a relationship and you are not looking at your partner's birth chart, you're really doing a disservice to yourself because it will show you someone's love language how to love someone, how to hold space for someone, how to help them feel emotionally fulfilled. Like mm-hmm. it's such a powerful tool to understand other people. Yeah. It can, it can change. I believe that astrology can literally change your life, your relationships. It could literally change the world because it gives you self-awareness and awareness of other people that you just otherwise wouldn't be able to get, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So yeah, that's like, and that's like the cliff note version of my story <laughs> of, of Catherine. And, you know, starting my YouTube channel, which, yeah, like my YouTube channel was, you know, again, this is a perfect example of using astrology to navigate your life. I have 
Chiron exactly conjunct Mercury. So Chiron is our deepest wound. Mercury is communication. And they're exactly conjunct one another in my 10th house of my public image, my public reputation, and the legacy that we leave on the world. And it's the version of ourselves that we put out there for people to see. So having Mercury conjunct Chiron in my 10th house immediately, like from from birth, I just believe that people are going to, like I said earlier, not take me seriously, that I'm not going to be able to speak in front of other people. It, it makes it difficult when you have that placement to express yourself at all, because there's like a wound around self-expression. Like you just feel like people think you're stupid. You feel like no one's going to understand you when you speak. Um, and you know, it's in my 10th house. So like I said, my whole life, I just feel like no one takes me seriously and I'm a laughing stock. But Chiron is our deepest wound, but it's also how we can heal other people. And by healing other people, we end up healing ourselves. Mm-hmm. So for somebody who is convinced that I'm a laughing stock and no one's going to take me seriously, I go on to have a YouTube channel, you know, and, and it's so crazy because Chiron being wounds conjunct Mercury, what do I talk about on my YouTube channel aside from astrology? all of my pain, all of my trauma, mm-hmm. all of my yeah. wounds. And that's how I heal is by putting myself out there 10th house for the whole world to see and talking about my pain. Like yeah. that's how I heal. And that's also what will, you know, that you can see what will bring you success. So it's so funny because like what will bring me success is the thing that like, I'm scared of the most and that yeah. I'm insecure about the most. So you know, and again, would have never known any of that. Like it, it empowered me when, and it still does empower me anytime I'm about to like put something out there on social media or on my YouTube channel where I'm like nervous about it. I'm like, no, Chiron is conjunct Mercury in my 10th house. I'm supposed to be doing this. Like that is what gives me the confidence. Like, no, nope, yeah. you are supposed to be doing this. Like it's yeah. not going to backfire. Just do it. <laughs> like, don't worry about what anybody thinks. Yeah. Empowerment. I like that word. I feel like astrology really empowers you to like be on the right path. <laughs> It, it does. It, it just, I could talk about it for days. I know. I totally could talk about this for days. I know we're like over the hour now, but I want to thank you so much, Catherine, for coming on here and telling us your story. Cause it is like a super vulnerable topic and you're amazing. And I, I know all of my listeners will love this episode. Um, thank you. but to close it out, where can we find you and what are you up to? Well, we have we have an able podcast uh exclusive. Woo! Um so I am finally going to be launching my website next month. Well, okay, as we film this in mid-July. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. have a date exactly, but mid-July I will be launching my website because I've been doing readings for people very much on the DL word of mouth like on the side if I have time, but totally. I'm going full force with it. So in mid-July or by the end of, of July, you will be able to log on to my website. And so come follow me on Instagram. So my Instagram mm-hmm. is Catherine Emily 1122, but there's only one E connecting the Catherine and the Emily. I need I'll to put find it in a the cute way notes. to explain that to people. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so Catherine Emily 1122, you can find me on YouTube, Catherine Emily. Just search me there. I will pop up. There's not a lot of Catherine Emily's on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And yeah, and come follow me on Instagram because that's where I will be giving, of course, updates of when my website is live. So I'm going to be offering birth chart readings, tarot readings, all of that. And I'm so excited. Amazing. Oh my God. I've had a tarot reading with you and it was just like the best thing ever. You're so talented. 
Thank you. So everyone go look at her page, check out her new services. You will not regret it. So excited. Thank you so much for having me on. By the way, this is so fun. I want to do this every day. Right? Should we make this like a weekly thing? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, Catherine.